We'll spend just a, a little bit of time here in the meditation hall before we go outside to our drawing place um, with some introduction to the practice. These next three days will be a very straightforward and uncomplicated affair. We'll spend time drawing the simplest and most commonplace things of nature, things that we've looked at maybe all of our lives, things that we may have eaten all of our lives, but have never really seen. Leaves, grass, roots, tree bark, flowers, branches and their in their late summer garb, mushrooms. And as we go along, scallions and an apple, whole or maybe bitten into, beets, ginger, tomatoes, peppers, whole or cut open, bones, tea whisk, Walnuts. Once you start to draw, all of a sudden you begin to see. Have we been moving through life blind in a certain kind of way? How could we have ignored the beauty, the intricacies of these very simple things? the convoluted network of the veins of a leaf or, and its wonderful undulations, the strength, the intensity, and the delicacy of the branches that make up a bush, the voluptuous curve of a red or yellow pepper, the unimaginable depth of a walnut, or the slender beauty of a scallion. You might find, uh, or begin to find, that your capacity for wonder is being restored with new awe, or maybe renewed awe, for the gift of seeing that has maybe been forgotten or maybe just set aside. We're connecting with nature and thereby connecting or reconnecting, we could say more accurately, with ourselves while seeing, while drawing our nature as nature. And in a fairly short time, you may begin to have an inkling of what seeing, drawing is about. And as I've already mentioned, it's really more than drawing a picture. In fact, it's not really about drawing pictures. We could say that it's a meditation in action on that which matters. An awakening from maybe years of not seeing, from what we could call the coma of looking at, going through life just simply looking at.
to the immediacy, the intimacy of seeing. It's as if the innocent eye of childhood is reawakened. You might remember my story about my grandson in relationship to his first experience of a pine cone. When the eye and heart wakes up to see again, it suddenly stops taking things, anything, for granted. The thing that we draw, be it a leaf or a beet, tree bark, a foot or a face, is no longer a thing, no longer an object no longer my object and I'm no longer the overbearing subject who objectifies things. Something else happens or at least has the potential to happen. The split is healed, potentially. When we're really truly seeing and drawing a leaf or a flower or a moth or a branch or a foot, it's dethingified, we could say. <laughs> We're saying yes to its existence. By drawing it, we dignify it, declare it worthy of our absolute total attention, as worthy of attention as you and I are ourselves, simply because we and it are here worthy purely and simply for this sheer existence in this awesome mystery, this awesome mystery and miracle that we and all of it share. Sometimes thoughts and words too can betray or twist and maybe undermine meaning and truth. This process of seeing and drawing actually can't do that. The drawings are as direct and nakedly truthful as the movement of the hand that obediently just simply notes down what the eye perceives. Seeing drawing is about life. It's about life in its fullness about learning to see again and thereby being totally alive and fully aware. The quality of our perception changes as we move into this experience or this experiment of seeing drawing with nothing interfering between the eye and what it sees. It's as though every line, every dot goes through one's whole organism. One is no longer the onlooker. Drawing the leaf, I become the leaf. I don't feel separate from it. We could say that this is what seeing drawing really does. You become what you draw. If unless you become it, you actually can't draw it. Another thing that can happen with seeing drawing 
is that we begin to take delight. A pure delight in just simply seeing. Maybe the light over the mountains in the late afternoon. I mentioned this, I think, the first evening. Maybe cabbages and peaches and onions the next time we go to the market to shop. The people we see around us. One artist said, my eye was in love and I had to celebrate this love and so I draw. The experience of seeing drawing, as I've already said, in a different way, slightly different way, has nothing to do with fabricating a product. Seeing drawing is not devoted to self-expression and even less to making art objects or to being creative, as I've already said. We're experimenting in retrieving the lost art of seeing and fusing seeing, drawing, and meditation. Seeing drawing is not self-expression, as I've mentioned. It's not I or me expressing myself. Rather, the leaf is allowed, or we could say invited, to express itself by means of the I, heart, and hand reflex. When at those rare moments, when intense seeing drawing turns into seeing drawing, (laughs) we may realize ourselves to really be part of that creative process that unfolds unceasingly in nature and in all of the universe, all of the time. These are moments of grace. A thousand years ago, the Chinese sage Wan Shi said, I and the 10,000 things are of one root. At such moments of grace, when the looking at stops and the first-hand direct seeing is happening, it's then that the hand begins to, we could say, obedient, obediently follow what the eye perceives. You'll be in very co- close contact with the innermost workings of life inside yourself and around yourself. And when this context, contact is clear and intense enough, you actually forget yourself. You're no longer in your own way. Seeing drawing has begun to break through to what someone called the artist within. So this is a very simple way, a very simple process. A very simple practice, way of practice. It consists of allowing the eye and heart to be fully awake to life as it presents itself uninterruptedly in its myriad manifestations. So concentration 
mindfulness and discernment in relationship to the subtle variations, for instance, of a particular bunch of delicate branches that make up a bush right in front of your eyes. Or the delicate dry leaf just hanging there. Or maybe a small patch of grass at your feet right in front of your eyes. Or the form of the pepper sitting on the table. Or as we go along, your bare foot. Or another person's face. Apart from the mobilization of the eye, all that's needed for this practice is a drawing pad and a pencil or two. And to let the hand follow, whether stunningly or awkwardly at first. Let the eye, let the hand follow what the eye perceives. And to keep doing this over and over and over again with eyes and mind and heart wide open. So we'll be going outside and we'll be uh, down just below where we've been doing Qigong outside in that small patch of uh, trees and plants and rocks just below. There is a, a path to walk down that's either between the first two cars or the second and third car. Is it the second and third cars? I can't remember. First two, maybe, uh, that are parked along the side of the driveway that leads up here to Columbine. So we'll walk down there. And we'll all be sitting on chairs. Where they're all placed strategically, we could say, uh, <laughs> in different spots down there. Um, it, the ground is very, very wet. So we'll all be sitting on chairs. And you're welcome to uh, take one of the thin chair cushions down there if you'd like to pad the chair for yourself if you feel like you would uh, like that. Don't hesitate to do that. So shoes and your drawing pad and pencils. And we're not using color pencils. We're using just our drawing pencils, the lead pencils. So bring those down, pad for your chair if you'd like, and um, find yourself a seat out there. And uh, you can look around. We'll all be out there very shortly. And then uh, I will give you some instructions, very specific instructions, uh, once we're all settled out there together. So I'll see you in a few minutes.